0: eko nai puringi te natereo irirangi o alte In this house we have one rule Bring only what you want to leave behind
1: Allahu akbar Allahu akbar Allahu akbar Allahu akbar
0: On March 22nd, 2019, at 1.30 p.m., the Muslim call to prayer, the Adhan, was broadcast live on radio and television channels around the country. The Muazzin, performing the Adhan, stood across the road from Al Noor Mosque, surrounded by the survivors, the witnesses, the families of those lost. Around them, hundreds of Muslims from across New Zealand who'd flown down to be with their brothers and sisters, their people. They stood shoulder to shoulder with each other, staring at the floor, reflecting on the week that had been. And around them were tens of thousands of non-Muslims, many wearing the hijab, holding flowers, candles, standing guard, watching over their country folk. One week earlier, two sacred houses of God were desecrated leaving Muslims terrified of returning to the place they once thought refuge and solace in, from the stretching claws of a darkening world. But today, in this moment, on this patch of grass, surrounded by thousands of strangers, this was the safest place to be Muslim. It's a sight that I will never forget.
1: We are broken-hearted. We are not broken. We are alive. We are together. We are determined to not let anyone divide us. O Allah, grant our nation peace, security, and protect it and its people from all evils.
0: The Guest House, Episode 5 acceptance.
1: Now we start our descent for uh, Christchurch, and uh, it's a nice day there, light breezes, clear
0: skies, 15 degrees. The cabin crew team will now be seated for landing. Thank you. I've just landed in Christchurch. It's... Friday afternoon, the sun's out, it's hot, it's beautiful. I haven't been back here in just under a year. And, of course, it being Friday means that I'm heading now to Al Noor Mosque to attend Friday prayers alongside the Muslim community here in Christchurch. Apart from the small memorial stone sitting just outside the door, and a handful of flowers interlinked by the fence, it's impossible to tell this was the site of a massacre. When the doors of the mosque were reopened a week after, the pastel walls had been carefully repainted, the broken glass refitted, the bullet holes filled in and hidden. At the front, a graceful wood grain panel installed, leaving a small arch in the middle for the imam of the mosque to lead his congregation once again. When the sermon began, I took my place on the floor next to my fellow Muslims. We sat in the direction of Qibla, a straight line between us and Mecca. It's the way we pray regardless of where we are in the world. We sat with our backs to the door. We prayed with our backs to the door. We were standing before God, and nothing else mattered.
1: The mosque in Islamic tradition is a, a place of peace, and a place of love that connects people together. In our mosque here, we have more than 45 nationalities.
0: This is Sheikh Gamal Fuda. He is the Imam of Al-Nur Mosque, and was leading the Friday prayer the day of the attack. He watched his community the people he spent the last 17 years getting to know on a very personal level, being slaughtered in front of his eyes.
1: Actually, after the 15th of March, I got shocked. And I couldn't process what happened. We used to think that New Zealand is one of the safest places in the world. And for a while, I thought that this is not any longer a safe place. From 15th of March until November, because I was doing lots of things overseas and in New Zealand, I couldn't process what happened. Only in November, I woke up and I started to process what happened. I realised that, yes, there was a terror attack in our mosque and lots of people were killed. And I started to process what happened. I couldn't comprehend, you know. How did you feel? I felt... Uh, I was also upset when I got time for myself and with my family. And uh, I said that probably I will try a psychologist. And I'm now visiting a psychologist to see if this is going to help. But as we Muslims believe that everything is in the hand of God, and uh, this part of faith and the prayer that we do every day is something that is uh, helpful for, uh, for us in a spiritual healing. And uh, it's not about me, it's also everybody else in the community and the families. They're also passing through this journey of spiritual healing and... Uh...
0: In the weeks and months after March 15, Sheikh Kamal had to step forward and be the face and voice of his community having to put his own personal grief aside. He was invited to speak in other countries, at the United Nations, meet world leaders, take his message from a tiny mosque in Christchurch to the world.
1: One of those countries was Germany, and some of the member of parliament, they took us, and uh, I stood on the top of the parliament, and they pointed towards where Hitler used to give his hate speech, especially against the Jewish community, our siblings. I I said to the people with us, it's like a miracle for me to come here, a simple person who come from a remote, remote village, from a remote, remote district, from a remote, remote place in a country in Egypt. I used to go to school sometimes even without shoes and half of a pencil. And I go to the farm riding a buffalo. And now I am on the top of the German parliament and I'm talking about a very important message. Those messages, some even the world leaders, political leaders, they don't understand it. And this simple person goes and tries to give a lesson to those leaders in peace and love.
0: There's still so much work to be done. So much healing, so much grief. There are survivors still in and out of hospital. Some are still desperately trying to get residency permits, housing, financial support. But there's also those who won't let the community rest. Police are investigating an online threat made against worshippers. Image of a masked man outside the mosque has been posted to an encrypted online message board. Brenton Tarrant, the accused Christchurch shooter, will be back in court after three months which will resurface the memories, the anger, and the pain. But also no doubt encourage those hiding in the fog who quietly support what he did.
1: Are you worried that something might happen again? Uh, There is no 100% safety anywhere in the world, but there are lots of things that we can do together to stop hate speech and... uh, we need to work towards racial harmony in our society, and start from the young age, primary school. I studied primary teaching in Otago University, and uh, I know how education, you know, can shape the little minds and make them uh, more open to other people of different color, of different race, different ethnic backgrounds, and religions. That's part of our human nature, that people are different in color and in language and different, you know, uh, race and religions. So, and this is actually what makes our world beautiful and wonderful. Imagine if oh, everybody is the same in the language and the belief and the whole world will be boring. It will be
0: very boring. <laughs> <laughs> When I spoke to Hassan in episode one, he said something that stayed with me. A lot of things happen, especially as as a Muslim, which makes you feel like you need to be with other Muslims because if you want to kind of, you know, practice your faith openly or freely, you know. Suhaima, from episode four, said the same thing.
1: I feel more compelled to spend more time with Muslims Um, So whether that's like in organising or in doing, kind of giving back to the community through workshops, spending more time
0: with the mosque. And I think that is because it's this feeling of like, that is where I'm safe, that is where there is no need for hypervigilance. Faced with the pressure of the world, the demands, the questioning, the suspicion, the attacks, we Muslims often retreat to this place, our mosque, to seek shelter, to lick our wounds, to feel safe, This has always been a kind of guest house, this house of God, where anyone and everyone was welcome. The Christchurch shooter was also welcomed in. Hello, brother. But instead of joining us in this place, he tried to take it away, make us feel unwelcome, unsafe in our own country, in our own place of worship. But that will never happen.
1: This uh, terrorist wanted to divide the community and make them against each other so this is part of the challenge that we are not going to submit to hate and we're not going to be divided this is our place this is our our country
0: the five people I spoke to in this series despite not saying it have agreed on one thing Hassan, Guled, Rewa, Suhaima and Sheikh Gamal All are defying this notion of being othered, estranged. Instead, all of them are standing firm, speaking up, being bold and proud and seen, declaring loudly, we are here, we deserve to speak, and we belong, no matter what anyone else says or does. I wanted to make this space a conversation, a chance to talk about things we couldn't say out loud a year ago, but I don't want it to end here. I hope this can contribute to a national dialogue, one where everyone has a voice, where everyone can cry, be angry, be accepted, one that can help us truly begin to move on. guest house was made thanks to RNZ and Middle East Eye. A huge thank you to the five beautiful people who gave up their time and spoke openly and honestly. Thank you to Hassan Waslan, Guled Meyer, Rewa Worley, Suhaimah Mansoor Khan and of course to Sheikh Kamal Foda. Jazakumullah Khairan. This series was presented by me, Muhammad Hassan. My executive producer is Tim Watkin. My audio engineer is Rangi Poek. And finally, thank you for listening. If this moved you, if it made you reflect or pause, please share your thoughts with me in a comment or an email. Share this series with a loved one. If you want to hear more of my poetry featured in this series, you can find it as extra content on the podcast page. Thank you. Be well. Be at peace. Salam. Selling a little or a lot?